Hey friends, welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We're so happy that you've joined us today. Have you heard the news? We are back in person for a retreat experience and it is coming soon. And it's open to everyone. Our upcoming impact retreat is happening May 9th through 13th at the beautiful Lost Canyon Retreat Center in Williams, Arizona. If you've ever seen our instructor training retreats and thought, I want to be there, you can join us for impact. Impact is for everybody, every shape, every size, every age, and every ability level. Friends, now more than ever, at the end of this long season we've been in, the world needs us to be the light and love of Jesus. Impact is a chance for us to reconnect back to ourselves and taste and see the Lord's goodness while remembering what it's like to get on mission, to go back out into the world loving God and loving others while we work out anything that the last two years have done to put extra weight on our hearts. Each day at Impact, you will have the opportunity to experience movement for all fitness levels, Bible study, worship with the amazing Nina Landis, workshops for topics on a variety of things that are of interest to you and your life, healthy and whole community, and healthy meals that you do not have to prepare. Friends, we want to be with you in person, in the flesh. Will you be joining us at Impact? Space is limited and May is coming soon. So swipe up to the link in our show notes, go to the link, get all the information you need and sign up for a spot to join us today. We can't wait to be with you. And now we have a teaching episode for you. We think you're going to love it. We can't wait to put it in your hands. Will you share this with a friend? And will you leave a review? We read all your reviews and they mean so much to us. Enjoy today's episode. Peace. This topic is keeping me up the last few nights. So um, I hope you are ready to go the distance with me because we need to, we need to clear some things up before the waters get muddy. We need to clear some things up. What is the difference, and there is a difference, between, between what's the real difference between wellness and diet culture? We need to talk about this. Diet culture. Wellness versus diet culture. Let me define, let me define both. Wellness versus diet culture. The definition of wellness. Let's talk about wellness when we thought you know what? Diet culture came first, or let's go this way. Let's go all the way even back. Before we had diet culture, we just became aware in about the 1940s and 1960s, hey, the body actually responds to things. We don't have to be a victim to our illnesses, our diagnoses. We can actually stress the body in an active way and results will happen. That was interesting. Scientists went, wow, that's interesting. Um, Dr. Cooper of the Cooper Clinic, Aerobics was a big deal. Like, oh, if we actually stress the heart, 
then it will get stronger. Once upon a time, they used to think if you stress the heart, it might burst. No joke. But it was Cooper that's like, no, actually, if we stress the heart, you can increase capacity. Wow, that's interesting. So all of this always starts in a really pure place. I want to believe that. We have good intentions and good desires. We're curious. We want to know more. And so there's a good motive behind it to, to know that. Otherwise, people literally were diagnosed with an illness and just kind of catatonic or don't speak, don't move. You don't want to disrupt it. And that's where we realize, no, actually disrupting the body and putting some tension can create growth and good things. So good beginnings. But then what happened as we do as human beings, we took something and then we got more curious and more, well, I would like to call obsessive. Well, I wonder if we do this and what if we do this? Because we are prone to take good things and make them our God thing. Number one, you need to write. I hope you're taking notes. We're going to cover a lot of ground. Take some notes, especially if you are trying, if you, this message of Revelation Wellness and living, embodying our faith matters to you, this matters because it doesn't, whether it's fitness or any good thing, we are prone to make it our God thing. We elevate it as the thing when we were meant to know God. There is nothing higher, nothing greater. And yet we're quick to go, thanks God for that information. Now I'm going to go over here and make it about that, right? So we got more fascinated by it. And then that's where diet and fitness started stepping in. Fitness. Oh, we can train and stress the muscle. We can change the shape of the body. We can change what we eat. And now our bodies respond. So honestly, if you really step back and not be traumatized or triggered by diet and fitness culture, it, you can see how it happened. Amen. We just kind of went, huh, I wonder if, I wonder if, and it was this exploratory fun game from like the 1980s to the 1990s, which by the way, for such a time as this, I was born, I was born at 71, birthed into it right there when we're starting to do aerobics and, and have fun with our body. I did it with my body. I changed my body. I did fitness competition. I thought, what can I do with my body? How can I shift it? How can I change it? How can I challenge it? I did that too. Curiosity. I also know it led me to no place that could give me life. And that's where I pivoted to go. It has to be about more. It has to be about more. And who is the more? It's God. And my little broken heart inside of me that was making everything my God thing needed to make God my thing. Then once I made God my thing, everything else starts to make sense in life. Finances, your physicality, friendships, everything starts to make, not in an instant, this is a walking it out thing so that your life gets redesigned inside of this true design for which you were made for and what the world is made for. So we see the diet and fitness culture just kind of happen. And I was in it. I personal trained in it. I did all the things, applied all the formulas. And by the way, it works, but we got burnt out by it, right? So the diet culture, let me, here's the definition, a good one that I could find is the collective set of social expectations telling us that there's one way to be and one way to look and one way to eat and that we are a better person, we are a more worthy person if our bodies are a certain way. By the way, by the way people ask, why do I ring the bell? I ring the bell to go, remember that, make it stick, ding, make it stick. That there's something always trying to tell you, do this, then that's the way. There are all these ways saying, if you go this way, that's the better way. And then you have value and worth. 
value and worth was attached to diet culture. <clears throat> All right, then we saw like right around, I remember being in 1990s, y'all are gonna go, this is gonna be a long one today. The history of me in terms of this field, I can remember in 1990, I worked at the rec center at Arizona State University, go Devils, I don't know how we make that thing. Um, and I worked there and my boss said to me, hey, Elisa, go down and change the board. We had like this community board and I want you to put the, this, put these letters up, wellness. I'm like, wellness, what is that wellness? I remember, you remember you guys, who remembers the little like cutout words that you get at like the teacher store and you go down to the poster board and you would change the trim and you know, staple the words up and I, I put the word wellness up. And then I started to understand, oh, this is kind of a, more of like being better in our thoughts and our mind. And I thought, well, that's kind of lame because I'm deep in diet culture. I'm deep in fitness culture. I'm having a good time. Oh, this wellness thing, that's for old people. <laughs> wellness, that's like for people that are, you know, reading Prevention Magazine. Turns out some wisdom there. But wellness, here's the definition of wellness. Wellness involves the awareness of our current state of health in multiple dimensions with the initiative tools and support to make lasting changes towards an optimal life. So it's not just food and exercise. Wellness, you can sum it up in five parts of the wheel. It's mental health, mental health. So it matters what I'm thinking. You guys hit share. This is a good teaching. We got to get this out there. Mental health. So how my thought, what are my thoughts? Anxiety and depression is a mental health condition, a serious one, right? There's anxiety is the perceived threat that mean it never even happens. We just live under this permeated feeling that something could go wrong or I am wrong, which is depression. The media feeds it. So mental health, the second physical health. Yeah. Move your body, move your body. The third lifestyle what you choose to do, your lifestyle. Some people, um, your lifestyle puts you in a certain neighborhood and certain demographic with certain um, stores available to you. Some people's lifestyles don't afford that. And so they have different resources because of the life and the style they live based on socioeconomic income, right? But it, it does set a lifestyle. We all have a, a vision of a lifestyle. This is why, does anyone remember in the 80s, the lifestyle of the rich and famous, that show that would come on and we'd all oogle over, oh, look at the lifestyle. That's part of who you are as, as a whole person is your lifestyle. This, uh, fourth is your social aspect. Part of wellness, you've got to consider your relationships, right? Back when I'm teaching aerobics, I'm not talking about relationships. I'm just teaching aerobics and repeater knees and we're all getting our abs on and having a good old time, check the box, getting on with our day. But the social is part of it. And the fifth, and for us here at Revelation Wellness, the paramount, spiritual. When I was tacking up that word wellness, spiritual was part of it. But now the wellness world goes, pick your spirit realm, whichever you want it to be, you know, whichever God, but spirituality matters. They're trying to say there's more to you than flesh and bone. There's a spiritualness to you. There's a, a soul to you. Well, for us here at Revelation Wellness, yes and amen. So that absolutely makes up what we are about Revelation Wellness in terms of the wellness part, mental, spiritual, physical, social, and lifestyle. We're kind of looking at all those and all of those are under the umbrella 
of the spirituality of who we are. Because as C.S. Lewis says, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. That we are spiritual beings and then we're given this flesh to live out in a physical world whatever desires, soul desires we have. Okay? So crazy cool stuff. How are we doing in the chat? We doing all right? Okay. So there, we've defined those two things. Now let's talk about, is wellness the new diet culture? It's a good question to ask. Is wellness becoming the new diet culture? There's an article out by Alex Beggs um, in the, um, the magazine Bon Appetit. Has anyone heard about it? Great article. I posted it over in my Instagram and I'm going to talk about it right now. It's, it's called The Diet Delusion. Go read it. Bon Appetit. You can Google it. Diet Delusion. And Alex says in this article, these quotes, that the wellness culture is shifting the language of diet and fitness to health. That all the wellness culture is doing is saying, okay, we're not going to talk diet fitness. We're going to talk about your health, right? And here's a quote from the article. The wellness industry seems to be selling overall health, but it can't exist without making you fear being unhealthy, which most Americans still associate with fatness. Fatness. Eating more whole foods is good, but if you're eating out of self-loathing or fear, it's still diet culture. Self-loathing or fear. You've heard me say this before. I'll say it again until the day I die. Fear is a fantastic motivator, but a terrible liberator. Where there is fear, there is no love and no freedom. Real wellness of body, soul, spirit, social, those five things, those real wellness requires loving kindness and freedom. It requires, if loving kindness isn't there and freedom, you, you're, you're free. We say here, your body gets to be any shape or size you want it to be. Yes, free, you're free for that. As long as you have the heart that God wants you to have that his love is permeating you, that love is the main force of who you are, not fear and self-loathing. Do we understand? See, all we're doing in diet culture to wellness is we're rebranding diet culture. And if some places are just pulling over that fear and self-loathing, we're selling the same thing all over again. I get passionate about this. Because we're revelation wellness, like the word wellness, if wellness now becomes the new diet culture, what are we going to do? You know what we'll have to do? We'll have to find a new word. And guess what we'll do there? We'll do it all over again. Fear and self-loathing, fear and self-loathing. We've got to get to the root that is fear and self-loathing. I love this. This is a quote from Virgi Tofar. She's an author and speaker who centers on ending weight-based discrimination. And the quote is this, get ready. It's going to rock you. We aren't afraid of being fat. We are afraid of being treated like a fat person. Mm. Fear. Listen, fat, whatever. I do believe for us, Revelation 1, there's health at every size. I cannot measure someone's health by purely looking at them. I can't. I don't know. 
we know though, we know when we're fooling ourselves. if our well-being is, it's painful, my knees hurt, I can't climb a flight of stairs. If that's, but that's between that person and their maker, God who made them. We can't be like pushing things onto them like drugs or what, like this, to, to try and get them because we're afraid of them being who they are. They're, they're so what? It, it, we've made fat the enemy. Everyone. Y'all have fat. I have fat. There's fat. We need fat. There's fat. There's fat. You need fat. It insulates you. It keeps your skin from being dry and brittle. It keeps you thinking your brain is 80% fat. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with fat. But we in our culture have said that is unacceptable. So fear and self-loathing follow us out of the diet culture now into the wellness culture. Wellness culture. But if it's not with loving kindness and freedom and I'm going to keep expanding on that, then we've done it all over again. And then we'll ruin the word wellness and we'll have to move on to another word and we'll ruin that too because fear and self-loathing are following us no matter where we go because we have an enemy who wants us dead, kill, steal, and destroy. And fear, shame, and guilt are his triple threat weapons that he uses. In the article, she goes on to say, Alex says, wellness wraps up food, mental health, and self-love into one beautifully designed package that can try to disentangle itself from the diet industry, but can never quite escape one thing, our body obsession, right? Well, if wellness is still about the body, it's still diet culture. All we've done is rebranded diet culture. Wellness is just rebranding it if you're just focused on my body. Body shame, body obsession. Obsession is rooted in fear. Neglect is rooted in fear. This is why on our website, our masshead says, you go right to our website, revelationwellness.org, you're going to find stop obsessing, stop neglecting, live free, freedom, loving kindness and freedom in your body. That's wellness. It's not about your body. Just get in your body, start to loving kindness begins it and the movement towards freedom so that you stay out of both obsessing or neglecting. Because what I see happening here, and I'm just going to Mama Keats call this out now, hit share if you're new here, please hit share. This needs to get into Facebook like crazy. Um, what we're doing which I think is fantastic. See, we've come out of this heavy burden, this yoke, this yoke since 1980, 1990, all this diet culture and diet shame and, or, or diet culture and the shame that we had. And people are like, they're throwing off the chains, which is awesome. Yes. They're like, forget it. Health. And I get to be my body any size. Yes, 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 yes. We are on board with that because everything begins from loving kindness and self-acceptance that you are loved. God is not going to love you anymore for gaining, for losing weight. And he's not going to love you any less for gaining more weight. And there is a way that we will begin to use this new level of freedom to destroy our freedom again, right? There, it isn't, everything is permissible now. I can do whatever I want. We throw off, what we do is we swing. So we go from, we were so restrictive and putting rules on people and now everyone's throwing off the rules 
And as Galatians 5 says, it is possible to, in your freedom to destroy your freedom because not everything is beneficial. Remember, you have an enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He'll do it in the obsessing and he'll do it in the neglect or even in the freedom that then destroys our freedom. So yes, wellness will be the new diet culture without a revelation. What is a revelation? It's to know what you could never know because it comes from heaven to earth. It comes from an outward place to you. That's a revelation. What you could never know. You can't search it. You can't Google it. You can't buy another diet book about it. You can't because it's a heavenly realm thing because you were created by God for God, especially your body. He saw your unformed body in your mother's womb. God is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. Freedom in any eating plan or movement plan we engage in. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's what it tells us in 2 Corinthians. So if that's who God is, God is love and God is spirit. We need that in order to stay out of rebranding diet culture. And we do it all over again. There is a way that seems right to us, but in the end, it leads to obsessing and neglecting. The road is narrow and, the heart, and hard and few find it, but we train for this. So we, we don't measure according to our body. We just get in our body because this thing makes it possible for us to move out into the world and do what only we can do and say what we can say in only the way we can say it. We are free to be fully who and who we are and what we were created for. That is freedom without destroying our freedom. Do you understand what I'm saying here? We don't just get to say wellness, it's the thing, and we throw off and we just go loving kindness, freedom. There is still, the Bible actually defined the Bible itself. Now remember the Bible, it's like this is God's word to mankind. And everyone's believing some word. If you don't believe in the Bible, you're believing the Bible of CNN or you're believing the Bible of Facebook. You're believing some input information. And man, that word of God, it's beautiful. And it'll wreck you and it'll challenge you. It'll do all the things you need to conform your heart back to the image of the one who created you, God. And also came for you, Jesus. And then enables you with a power, the Holy Spirit. This God is at work to bring his revelatory wellness onto the earth. He has not abandoned us or forsaken us or left us without hope. But we have to pay attention to what am I paying attention to? Am I back obsessing on my body again? I repent. God, you are the point. God is the point. God is the point. <laughs> God is the point. In, um, in, uh, personal training world and, if, and helping people in terms of their, their, their health. Uh, you know, we, we've all these measurements. It's gone from weighing somebody to doing body fat calipers to then BMI and then just doing measurements. There's a lot of ways we measure and there's nothing wrong. We're not afraid of measurements around here. You just can't live or die by them. It's just information. It doesn't have that much power over you unless you give it. But there's this concept of set point that no matter what you do, like what you eat, however you, you do or diet, that your body always kind of returns back to this set point. And that is who God is to us, that he is the point. 
no matter how we try to make it about this, now I'm going to try this diet, now I'm going to go do this with my lifestyle. We and we, he's set point. He sets us to come back to the point. He is the point. That's his loving kindness to you because if you make it about anything else, you will lose your life. You will lose your life going after all those things. So he keeps drawing us back to him. We live to move and multiply God's love. That's what Genesis 1.28 is because God loved us. Remember we said that the genesis of diet culture is fear and self-loathing. Fear, I mean self-loathing comes from this I know you've done something wrong and you feel wrong and then so you look in the mirror and you go, oh, that's wrong. And then we fear what other people might think. That's the, the cocktail that then gets us running off into these strange teachings to itch our, our itchy ears or to soothe our passions. And the antithesis of love or fear is love. The opposite of fear is love. If your wellness, your approach to life, lifestyle, social habits, spirituality, physical health and mental health is not rooted in love, you'll find yourself rebranding diet culture. God is love and his love dries out all fear. Beloved, this is 1 John 4, 7 through 8. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Do we see how... It would be odd to do some program or something where God or love is not talked about or thought about. I mean, a lot of places now are going to start talking about love and self-love. But again, that's the point of me. Self-life is not about me. If I make life about me, I will be disappointed when others don't make it about me. And then I won't act well. I won't be well. This is why when you make God the point and he fights your battles and even though you don't see things come the way you thought you would, you don't see what you want to see, we don't put confidence in what we see. We put no faith in that. Our confidence is in God. We're meant to be his, to be loved by him. and That makes us well. Whether abounding or abasing, whether well-fed or hungry, in plenty or in want, love and the world needs this now more than ever the world needs to see people who are being discipled in this embodied love this is why i'm like please come through instructor training it's not about the fitness or the diet it's not about that it is about god who in loving kindness wants to set you free so you go set others free this is a culture the world needs to see and you can think about this all day long, but you actually have to embody it. You actually have to do some practices. You actually have to get in your skin to become this. First John 4, 18 through 19, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment. Inside the wellness culture, if fear is there, if something's, I'm telling, come on, wellness culture even goes down to like a lot of our beauty products or Things that we're saying, hey, this will drink this, it'll help you stay young or it'll give you energy. If your fear is getting older, you will buy all the products <laughs> instead of, okay, I am getting older. 
how do I shift that from stewardship, from fear to, hey, my days are numbered. It's a mindset shift. My days are numbered. I'm going to take good care of what I have, but I'm not trying to get back 10 years ago. That's in the past. That's gone. Today is my day. Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. It's got enough worry of itself today. What's today? How do I steward this day? Well, God is in this moment, in this moment, wanting to put you on like a glove and get out into the world to move loving kindness and freedom into the world. That's revelation wellness. That's a revelatory wellness, not just a wellness. Watch everyone sit back in 10 to 20 years. It is my, this is what keeps me up at night. The word, like imagine if we were called revelation diet culture or revelation diet and fitness. If that was the name of who we are, revelation diet, nobody would come see us. If anyone is literally, if your business is so-and-so diet and fitness, you should change your name. Probably be a good, it's time to rebrand. Because <laughs> no, no, but diet and fitness I mean, maybe a few people that want to get in some chains and be like, just tell me what to do. I don't care if I'm a prisoner. I'll take it. Those are desperate people that will get in the diet and just make my body fit. Those, that diet fitness, people are like, I'm out. And I have 10, 20, 30 years for, let's see, it took us 40 years to get to this point with diet culture. We'll see this again with wellness. People are like, I'm out. Y'all burned me. <laughs> and we'll have to rebrand. But put that in your notes, Aaron. I see Aaron, our brand director, is here. 40 years, I'll be dead, but you guys might need to rebrand. <laughs> but you can keep the word revelation because that is the make or break. You're walking in this skin that you're in. You're meant to know a God who is higher than. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. And he draws you up because this life is temporal. Eternity is long. This is the God of love to the point. Our greatest commandment is Mark 12, 30 to 31. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Love the Lord, your God, love. Remember the way we get out of a wellness, becoming a diet culture or being based on health and self-loathing or body obsession, love, loving kindness, compassion for oneself, compassion for others. And God says, you love me. You love me, the Lord your God, with all of who you are. Because he's first loved us. We just learned that back in John 4, 18, 19. We love because he first loved us. Then he goes, you know what? Here's your command. Love me. Then go love others as yourself. Love, love. If love isn't your goal, and love isn't permission to do whatever we want, right? I love my kids. They do not get permission to go into a into our uh, medicine cabinet and drink all the medicine and, and swallow the pills. No, that, don't do that. That's not good for you. There's a no, not do whatever you want. I love you. I don't want to tell you no. We know this. Come on. This is why what we're going to see in the wellness in this, in this very, hey, everyone's okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Everyone be okay. We'll find ourselves right back in a sick cycle of like obsessing or neglecting. Is this making sense? This is this make this matters to me because I'm like, we're not going to do this. We can't do this. And the road we're going is narrow because culture is shifting out of diet and fitness and it's just jumping over to wellness and we're all okay. And my body's okay. And it is start with self-acceptance, but I, if you're alive and breathing, some things need to change.
Can I get an amen? Everything's changing. So get on board with change. Do the work of you. You don't owe it to anyone else but you and the God who made you. Change, walk it out. What is it you need to stop doing? What does it need to start doing? And know that there's a grace for it and it's all coming from his loving kindness because he wants you free so that you don't fall back into another scheme or a pit of bondage. So if love isn't your goal, then your pursuit of wellness is diet culture rebranded. And love is in permission to do all that I want. The Bible defines freedom as not permission to do what we want, but ability to do as we ought. There is an ought. There is a way that, again, there's a way that seems right. For us, it leads to death. But God has ordained steps for us, and we can go that way. And it is hard, and it is narrow, and few. Most people will be like, I'm out. This is hard. Put me back in diet culture or give me diet culture rebranded in wellness. Just somebody make decisions for me. <laughs> it's too hard. All right. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you are true freedom. Thank you that you are true wisdom. You are true revelation. That you have more for us. That we are not afraid of this world we are asking for your grace to show the world something more beautiful. To show the diversity and the unity and the bond of peace that we have in you and health that comes from you, God. Your scriptures talks a lot about our bodies and what it's for and that health is something you offer us and by your wounds we've been healed. Not just in our soul but in our mind and in our body too, God and even how we view our body. So we thank you for your sacrifice. I pray for whoever is here and listening to this message or hearing it on the repeat, bless them good God. May they get a vision for your loving kindness, your loving kindness, not their own that they can manifest up, and your freedom, not their version. Humble us, Lord. We give you the spirit of humility to fill the earth. Not humiliation, God, but humility. In Jesus' name, amen.